doors. Woo! Ooh. Hey, guys, we're back. Oh, we are back. That's the intro. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Not as bad as our other one. You guys ever notice that our, our intros are always really awkward? No, they're not. They are. That's it's awesome. like, hey, my God, we're back. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's always like an awkward pause. No, it but depends. Hey. hey. What? what does it depend on? I don't know. It just depends on the day. Well, it just okay. depends on the day. Wednesday is today. Is We're it? still. Oh my god. Right. Yeah. Still at home. Yeah. We're stuck. I still forgot home. it was Wednesday. How bored are you guys? Um. Well, I'm not bored because okay. I have schoolwork to do. Mhm. Mm I just watched a movie. I feel pretty good. <laughs> yeah. You That's just. Good. <laughs> <laughs> just finished. Buddy, so you look tired. Daniel when he first joins. Like, sorry, I, I say to Daniel when he first gets on the call. Well, I just finished the movie. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I got too busy last night. I'm I led the Phoenix Suns back into the playoffs, oh, yeah. guys. Did you have to? Uh, okay, <laughs> I still don't know what sport that is. It's basketball. You were so oh, okay. close. You told me that the Oklahoma City Jazz, same league, right? Same. Yeah, league. same league. I don't know. We're just embarrassing. All right, it's not hockey. If it's not hockey or dinosaurs, I don't care. Okay. okay. And insert Raptors joke now. Hey, there you go. I don't have one. Hasn't come yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam, today, you haven't told the told the you haven't told the listeners what are we doing today? Well, I was about to actually. Okay. Yeah, Mister, you know, watches a movie. I bet you went to bed late, woke up, set your alarm for ten o'clock just so you could start watching a two-hour movie. Because that's what I did for Miracle and Moneyball. <laughs> I actually I woke it. up. At I knew it. Yeah. 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 But hey. I had to make breakfast first, then I had to watch it. Oh. So, oh. It was 9 a.m. start today, guys. Yeah. That's rough. Rough, rough life. <laughs> I don't think the only time the last two months I've woken up earlier than 10 was on Easter Day to cook dinner. Wow. So that, that was, was so nice of you to cook. Yeah, well, I cook a mean turkey and some good gravy. Can you? Bring, My brother did most. Of our when we start in studio stuff, can you bring some food? But I, uh, want, I don't. No, 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 no. I want you to cook it. I don't want you bring your the gate. I I appreciate the Gatorade and the chips. Mm -hmm. But I do want you I'm to waiting. cook something. We got yep. another pizza one. I didn't get to come through the pizza one, so I gotta, no, you gotta redo the Patago one. Yeah. Oh, we well, didn't get first... Patago. Yeah. What did you guys get? Pizza, pizza. Uh, yeah. Pizza, pizza. Okay. It was all right. It was pretty good pizza, you know? Yeah, it was decent pizza. Uh, but yeah, we should probably get into what we're actually going to talk about. It's a new episode of Bizarre Adventures. We're back to my turn to choose a movie, and I have decided that I am going to get you guys to watch my favorite film of all time, and that is the original Jurassic Park, based on Michael Crichton's best-selling novel. I can't tell you guys how much I love this movie. We're going to get into it. Uh, first of all, to start, what were your guys' general impressions of the movies? I'm going to start with you, Daniel, because it's the most fresh in your mouth. <laughs> Well, I didn't watch it as a kid. I just needed a bit of a refresher to it. I always liked it. Um, I don't know. It just, I remember like looking back. I was so scared of this movie growing up. I remember that. Yeah. Um, I can coming, see why. Like, going to, yeah, going to theme parks. 
I don't know. It was a weird thing because, like, I grew up when the Power Rangers had like the Megazord when it was the Dino ones. Yeah. So I always thought of that. I'm like, oh, I thought they're supposed the dinosaurs are supposed to be good guys. Yeah. Nope. No. No. That's not hey, how that, no, that, The T Rex is the hero at the end of this movie, guys. That's, that's I know. A little bit of a spoiler here if you've never seen the Jurassic Park movie from the '90s. But uh, anyway, this is uh, a really violent movie for like oh, kids. Very violent. <laughs> Man, yeah, someone dies in the first scene, then, you know, T-Rex and all that, but, uh, Alex, what do you think of the movie? I really like the movie. I mean, it's not my favorite movie of all time, like yours, but... That's a mistake. Pardon? That's a mistake. It's, but anyway, no, go... It's definitely not a mistake. Um, but I really liked it, like, they had, like, again, I think we were talking about this when we, when we did Moneyball, is that they had such, like, an interesting cast... Where you have all mm-hmm. these guys. I pointed out one guy. I'm not sure. I sent you a text last night. I don't even know if you picked him out. The only reason I brought him up is because he's in Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> and, and when I first saw him, and it's his first scene, right? So, and, and I'm like, man, he's such a human. Like, this is just, oh, this yeah. is just who he is. It's just his character in every movie. Anything he's in. What selfish, irresponsible? He's just that cheeky guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you yeah. have you ever seen Seinfeld? No. You've never seen Seinfeld. I'm not gonna watch a sitcom from like what, what decade did that air in? But it's gonna, like around the same time as Jurassic yeah, Park. Yeah, same time as Jurassic Park. <laughs> That's different. You cannot How compare. How is it different? It's made around the same time. One's well-written, serious it's dinosaurs. It's about someone's life. What do you mean? Well-written? I know. Have you ever Jurassic- seen... Okay, do you know no, what Seinfeld's no. about? No, and I don't want to. It's the, you know, do you know Jerry Seinfeld? Yes, I know. He's like It's the, literally like, about Jerry Seinfeld. Isn't he? Yeah. Show. It's a show for laugh track. I'm not going to watch that. It's a no, joke. Those are terrible. You've never seen it. How would you know? I've seen clips no, of him. I don't think you have. You can't go through your life and not see a clip of Seinfeld. It's just not my, not my, my, um, what's this, what's this thing? It's not my, my tea. bag of tea. It's cup right, of tea. Cup of tea, right, of exactly. Well, no, I did tea. like the movie. Anyway, um, that's good. I would be amazed if you didn't like it. This is a movie that you can appreciate in different times in your life. I thought when you were saying kid. I didn't like it, to be honest. Sorry? I thought about saying I didn't like it just to see what your reaction would be. Well, then it was a very short episode of the podcast. I'll tell you. <laughs> it would have just been me and Daniel. Adam would have hung up. We, yeah. It would just been me and Daniel making raptor jokes all episode. Yeah. I would be going back to planting my apple trees in the animal crossing. I won't lie to you. Anyway, though, um, if we're looking at the cast, you mentioned the cast. Uh, you've actually got some pretty big haters here. Uh, yeah, I've, I've watched this movie hundreds of times, but I always forget Samuel L. Jackson's in it because he's yeah, just... same here. I thought I forgot that. <laughs> he's so mellow. Instead he's not of just being his regular straight... Samuel L. self. No, he's no. not mean that he's become in the, you know in twenty twenty and all that. Uh, B. D. Wong is Doctor Henry Wu. The late great Richard Attenborough was John Hamm. Brings a lot of sincerity to the character. Uh, Sam Neill, obviously, Lord Dern, Oscar winner, and of course, the best part of this movie, ladies and gentlemen, is Jeff Goldblum as Ian Malcolm. Yes. I didn't realize I'd love him, like, as much as I would. No, as soon as I saw Looking back, looking back, like, uh, how much of, like, a pop culture picture he's been, even for us now. As soon as I saw him, I knew that was my guy. 
because yeah. his first line was sarcastic. What is it like? So you, you two uh, dig up uh, dig up dinosaurs? As soon as he started talking, I'm like, if this guy dies, I'm gonna turn off the movie. <laughs> like, that's at the point I was. So here's the problem that I'm gonna try and not do. I've read the book, and I'm now listening to the audiobook again. Um, so I'm gonna try and not bring up the book as much as possible. But fun fact: Malcolm dies in the first book, but then when they went back to Michael Crichton and they're like, "We need another book," he, he brings Malcolm back to life without even mentioning it. It's it's weird, but yeah, he's uh he's he's so cheeky in the movie as well as as in, in the book, he's even more of an arrogant I have bastard. A question. Yeah. How, okay, so there's like in my experience looking at. Um, movies that have books too especially if the books come out first there's always that complaint of you have to watch the you have to read the book first before you watch the movie and because there's missing hole, like in the movie sometimes you'll get these missing holes is that the case with jurassic park no all no there. not really it's all there. no it's no it's not all there but it doesn't there aren't a lot of you you if you watch the movie, you're completely fine. If you watch, if you read the book and then you watch the movie, I think you pick up on the small, like a lot more small details. Right. But it's not a complete. It's a good adaptation, and it doesn't okay. like there aren't a lot. You don't need to read the book, is what I'm trying to say here. You don't, okay. but you should because it's really, really good. I will. It's also a lot more philosophical. Uh, so oh going to the first scene of the. Yeah, I listen. I don't have to. I'm just for the listeners out there. And Daniel, I would strongly recommend reading the book. Um, it's okay. a bit, yeah, it's just the, the prologue's a bit longer getting to Grant and the island. But I, we're going to start with the movie, of course. It's the we we start at a unnamed island on e, the off the coast of Costa Rica, and the first character we really see is Robert Muldoon. He, of course, is the game master or game hunter of Jurassic Park as we find out later on, and there is an unknown animal being put into a pen, and he ends up eating one of the workers, and that raptor is end up and gets shot, killed. Um, or we don't know it's a raptor yet, but what are your guys' is? You talked about being scared of it when you were younger, Daniel. Yeah. This is a terrifying scene. Yeah, that scene really kind of sets the mood for, for how the movie's going to go, that whole tension, that like idea of like the unknown, kind of like it's very classic horror trope yeah um same thing too like i felt later in the movie as well where i think okay remembering that part and the cow part when i was a kid with the raptors that one was like terrifying for me mm-hmm. but so classic yeah Ow. it gave you the um don't f with dinosaurs vibe <laughs> sorry about that i took a screenshot by accident and yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I just completely ripped that off from the uh, movie, uh, the, the, the t- uh, Netflix uh, docu series. Don't f with cats. That's fair. Which I would suggest watching. You're just gonna just gonna rip away from my dinosaurs right there. You know what? I just realized we haven't talked about Tigerkin on this podcast, and we. I don't want to. I haven't watched it yet. I'm waiting for after my exam. Really? After. My exams, my exams. Oh, okay, good. Well, Daniel, if you want to talk about it, you have Bizarre Ventures coming up in a few weeks. So, uh, no, I can't use it on that. I don't know. <laughs> I want us to be different, guys. I don't want to go with the the trends. But did you talk about God? Yes, she did. I mean, allegedly. 
back to the dinosaurs. We then get a scene in the Dominican Republic. We see a guy, a lawyer, who does not have a good time in this movie, Donald Gierno. And uh, meets this guy in the Dominican Republic, basically. And you start getting a scene of Hammond and whatever is going on here. Needs experts to come make sure that this island is okay. We also find out here, it's a bit of an offhanded comment that Hammond's daughter is going through a divorce. That is a bit important for later. The Jurassic Park movies love divorced couples. They really, really... Um, and... It's this scene closes off with it's a bit of a teaser um, for you know how really these dinosaurs come to life. You see this archaeologist and he has a mosquito in a thing of amber, kind of like him and staff later on. Uh, and this leads us after this to the introduction of the best couple in cinema: Sam Neill, Laura Dern, Alan Grant, Ellie Sattler. They're digging up dinosaurs. They've just found a new Velociraptor fossil. And oh my God, does Alan Grant love traumatizing kids? I sorry, I have a question because it just confused the hell out of me. Yes. Okay. Are they a thing or are they not a thing? Okay, that's a very it, fair question. Because Alex, let me explain why. Because, yep. um, you know that first impression you get, they're a thing. Then it's uh, the two of them plus. Uh, Jeff Goldblum sitting in the car, right? And he flirts with her, and he's sitting there doing nothing. Yeah, You're, I see. Like I just that got confused me. And then, <laughs> and then at the end of the movie, it seemed like they were. I'm like, where are we? Like, what's, uh, like, what's going on? No, they, that's they are. They are a thing. They're yeah. in the book. They're yeah. not. And it, 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 the movie makes it very confusing. But no, they in. In the movie, they are a thing. He's just not they protective. Are. Okay. He's just like he doesn't. He's too distracted by the dinosaurs to see that. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, it's not okay. the same thing. Stealing his uh, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just going back. This is another thing from the book, and like this is the one thing I was going to mention. In the book, he loves kids, but for some oh. reason, in the movie, the first thing we see Alan Grant is he describes to a child how a Velociraptor would gut him. Why? <laughs> <laughs> wrong with you he's not a great guy to start as Alan Grant he's really not that yeah that's weird it's disturbing if I was man. there's so many moments in this movie where I said man if I was a kid and this happened to me I would be traumatized for the rest of my life dinosaurs <laughs> not even thinking about them whose kid is that too I don't know they're on a tour it looked like they were on like a field trip it's yeah. It's not. It's his. It's his dig site. It's like yeah, you can go to. It's a, like a subconscious for uh, like when we were kids. Like this movie's for you, but it's also not for you. I don't know. I, just, I like, thought that. Don't mess with dinosaurs. Okay. Yeah. That's what they're telling us. Yeah, and and again, that's this is another scene to point out how terrifying Velociraptors are. <laughs> and uh, even claw. though Kawhi Leonard, what his. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you are number one. Really gonna test me today, aren't you? Just oh, yeah. keep on yeah. my neck to see if any veins are about to pop okay. later. Because that might happen. Also, uh, another, and this is actually a real thing. The idea that dinosaurs are more like birds, or were more like birds than they were reptiles. And have you guys ever seen a more hyster- historical, accurate look of a raptor? 
They're all feathery and stuff. Also, um, velociraptors are a lot smaller. Uh, the Utah raptor is actually more of a, a bigger bird. But <laughs> why are you guys laughing at me? I like dinosaurs, all right? <laughs> all right. I, I thought <laughs> I looked at Daniel and he made a face. I thought he was going to say something. Never mind. Wait, so original raptors are not red and purple. <laughs> and they're not from Toronto. <laughs> I can't wait till we talk about, you know, the idea of creation in this movie, but then Alex makes the preview about the raptors. That is exactly what I'm gonna do. <laughs> so what, what are we are we up to four raptors references now? I'm gonna start keeping no, track. Two, two. Two? Alright. Yeah. Kind of keep it balanced. Oh yeah, I can't wait till the the ending of the movie. When Kevin Durant is at T-Rex and there's, I don't know, something like that. I <laughs> he made the joke. You made that one, not me. Anyway, though, <laughs> god damn it. Uh, now, during this little, you know, Grant, you know, trying to make a kid shit himself. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Anyway, <laughs> so sorry, man. Uh, a helicopter arrives, and we get to meet the... I want to say the heart of the movie because there's a lot wrong with him, but we get to meet the sweet old man that is billionaire Andrew Hammond. And Andrew I, Hammond, the and, goalie, and John Hammond. God damn it! <laughs> Did he? <laughs> you know, I even wrote Andrew Hammond too. The Hamburglar. Must, must remember when uh, when the Habs chased him out of the net in the uh, 2015 playoffs? Jesus, that was a long. Time ago. Anyway, John Hammond, uh, a character. If you were to describe him, I think he's a genuine person, but he's very naive. Um, yes, he basically tells Doctor Sattler and Doctor Grant, "Hey, I have this park showing up. You should come." And he basically, and this is not the last time this happens to Doctor Grant in this film franchises, bribes him to keep funding his dig sites to come check this out. Even though, let's be honest, Doctor Grant's gonna be out of a job pretty soon because. Um, or extinct, as Dr. Malcolm points out, a little later. But here we go. That's the setup. We have one more scene, I would say, left in the prologue. And that is the helicopter ride where we get to meet the man, the myth, the legend, the mathematician, the chaos theorist, Dr. Ian Malcolm. And right away, he's hitting on Dr. Sattler. See? See what I mean? Um, you can't resist. Yeah, but it's so confused. It literally just it confused me the entire movie. Why? Uh, are they together or are they not together? Do you blame Lord Daniel? Let me ask you this: Would you blame your lady friend if she was getting seduced by e by um by e by Jeff Goldblum? This is a great question. I don't know. This is weird. I wanted Wait, to focus on the, the movie question? narrative. <laughs> Wait, would what's you the question? Would you really be that upset if your girlfriend was falling for Ian Malcolm or Jeff Goldblum? Yes, I would. I'd understand. That's Look at the him. Whole so, Adam, point. would you be upset if Carrie Price was falling for Jeff Goldblum? I would be okay with it. I would be so okay with it. Why not? Okay. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, though. Now, in this helicopter scene is, of course, very famous because they they arrive at Isla Nublar, which is the name of the island. And it's the first time we get to hear the famous John Williams score, which the three of us were singing and, uh, you know, looking at listening to accordion versions earlier. But I wanted to ask you guys, was there anything about when they were landing the helicopter that stood out to you? Um, 
the seatbelt. What about the seatbelt? It was... Oh, I got it now. It was like two parts didn't fit. Yeah. And then he had to tie himself. All right. The Alex, did you know this? What was no, with it? No. All right. So here's the thing. If you notice, the two pieces of the seatbelt that Dr. Grant uses is, is you can, it's a reference to, it's actually two females because it's what, um, it's the piece of a seatbelt that gets something clipped into it, right? Mm-hmm. And, so the impl- like the implication here is it's two female parts finding a way. So it's actually a reference to how the dinosaurs breed. It's a a little detail. Now after, oh. after watching all the reviews of this movie, I have I, I you know you you find out about this kind of stuff. But yeah, it's actually um it's a very cheeky reference to life finds a way. Uh, and there's actually one more scene I forgot to uh, mention to you guys. Dotson, Dotson, we've got Dotson here. We get to meet Dennis Nedry, an old dachshund, and there seems to be a plot afoot here, ladies and gentlemen. What did you think when you first got to see Dennis Nedry? Daniel? Um, I don't know. Interesting. How about you expand on it, Adam, and then we'll, we'll go on. So what's going on here? Thank you. Is this just going to be me talking about Jurassic Park? You know, I, listen, I, yes, I no, watched well, the movie. Well, I, I watched the movie, but you probably know ten times the information about this movie than I do. Okay, so it's not clear-cut said, but it's more Nedry kind of hints at it at the end. So Dodgson is actually head of – and the reason I know a lot of this is also from the book. So Dodgson, the guy that Nedry is meeting, is actually part of R&D of another book bioengineering company that's a rival to Gen, right? And they and, and Dodson finds out that, you know, they're 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 making dinosaurs, right? But they can't simply catch up. So what Nedry and Dodson kinda have going on here is is Dodson has this whole idea of reverse engineering another company's thing. And that's where he finds Nedry, who is very clearly disgruntled. He has that line at the end of that scene saying, Don't get cheap on me, Dodson, that's where Hammond made the mistake. And he is paying Nedry to go steal these embryos, a.k.a. you know the dino DNA, so Dodson's company can catch up on ten years of research. So Dennis, Nedry, this is Brady. Newman. I know Newman. So conniving. Mm-hmm. He hoards thought- the embryos here, but he hoards the mail in Seinfeld. <laughs> so let me ask you guys. We're down to the prologue of this movie. Where do you? Where did you think? That because obviously I know where it's going, but when you guys were watching that prologue, what do you think is going to go on here? There's a little plot. You've got the clearly there's something wrong with this island that's going to happen. You've got Dennis Nedry. You know something's going to go wrong there. Docs and all this kind of stuff. So what were you expecting for the rest of the movie at the end of this? This isn't going to end well. Very shoddy business. Um, you know I I. I ended up watching, like, this was when I guess it first came out. I guess the newer movies, like Jurassic World, I don't, is that what it's called? Yes. I think it was the second one. And I think I saw the first one too in theaters. Um, and, you know, I, they the thing with, I guess, a, a movie like this, and it's not necessarily a bad, bad thing, it's just, it's just kind of a fact, is that they kind of follow. Uh, a similar uh, narrative in that the, the, it starts off okay. It seems a little bit sketchy. Something bad really happens, then they have to fix it. 
and the dinosaurs mm-hmm. turn rogue, right? Like it's kind of it, they all kind of follow, or at least the new ones did too. So I kind of had that expectation of um, obviously, like I've it's not like I haven't seen this movie before, um, but you kind of had the expectation of man, something bad is going to happen. Daniel, yeah, I don't know. It just kind of really like sets the mood where it's like you know you don't trust what's going on with this and okay so this is really random but it reminded me of billy bean in a way yeah where they did all this stuff in the theme park and it's like you know this is the last time i'm going to do like i'm going to make a decision based on money mm-hmm. and uh i kind of felt like that's what everyone who was conniving and doing stuff with the embryos here was doing yeah and they kind of paid for it donald Gerno's interested lawyer money alan grant gets bribed to go on the island Again, yeah. the negligence and kind of shortcuts of the park are um, it, it it really shows again the naivete of John Hammond as a character. Uh, but anyway, though, uh, going back to them actually arriving on the park, we get a scene that I will admit makes me cry whenever I watch it because it's it's see again the beauty of something that's great. Is and I don't. I, this is a quote from somewhere, but I can never remember because I know I'm not deep enough to come up with this. But to me, it's like something is great by how how it stands the test of time, right? And when I say that Jurassic Park is a great movie, is because no matter what point you are in your life, I think you can enjoy it. When you're a kid, you love dinosaurs. When you're a bit older, there are certain scenes, the more like theoretical ones in the background, you love. And no matter what, I think there's always the wonder and the chill of when Dr. Grant and Dr. Sattler first see the Barachiosaurus and just, it's like, oh, it's so good. It's just so magical is this scene. Your guys, especially uh, your your thought on, let's say like, first of all, how good does that Barachiosaurus look? That was great, yeah. I like that part a lot. uh, That's the thing about this movie is it was made in 1993, right? 93, 94. And you look at for the time, sure, there's certain uh, scenes where it's a little bit spotty and like, oh, like it's quite obvious that uh, the green screen CGI type thing. But for the most part, most of the scenes in this movie look mm. pretty real. Like the dinosaurs look spectacular. Yeah. Uh, a big part of it actually is, um, guess what studio helps with the special effects? Uh, Lucas. Yes. Oh, Luke. Yeah, I, I ran into that. Mm-hmm. And also a big part is um, you can probably tell this, but a couple scenes, um, we're going to get to them later. They use animatronics, so it, it just looks – it gives that even more realism. It's fantastic. And I think probably the best part of this scene especially is um, when Hammond says, you know, Dr. Grant, my dear Dr. Sattler, welcome to Jurassic Park. The score plays – and then they all look at the field, and you see all the dinosaurs. And oh, it's just so <laughs> it's so good. This is what magic is made. This is what movies is about, people. It is pretty good. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, it's like it's the Universal Studios like signature mm-hmm. opening. Like when you this think, is what you're gonna look at. Yeah, when you think of Jurassic Park, you think of that one scene. Like mm-hmm. if you just say, "Hey." Do you know the movie Jurassic Park? Someone will say, yeah, I know the scene where they see the dinosaurs and the song is... Da-na-na-na-na. Da-na-na-na-na. 
<laughs> now, um, I have to go grab my charger because my computer's on low battery. But while I'm gone, I want you guys to talk about... Dr. Malcolm has a bit of a laugh here. Do you think it's more amazement, or do you think Malcolm's looking at this and thinking, hmm, something's about to go wrong here? Discuss. I'll be right oh, back. Oh, something's about to go wrong. Absolutely. And, and He's I, calculating in his head. I mean, it's kind of his his thing from the beginning and the whole chaos theory thing. is like, man, he knows something's going to go wrong. And he's been, and I think from the beginning of the movie, when you're first introduced to him, that's his whole kind of motto. Is like, man, you have to be very careful in what you're doing here. Because you expect it to go one way and all these things have to go right. And I think it kind of leads up to that one scene. <clears throat> now, I don't remember what dinosaur they were trying to get to come out, but it was, uh, they brought out the goat. That's the T-Rex. The T-Rex. And and I think it was uh, Dr. Grant, or is he a doctor? I don't even know. He is, yes. A Dr. Grant, and he said, um, you can't just give them food. They want to hunt. Mm-hmm. Like, man. Don't don't mess with these dinosaurs. That was great too. Like the goat placement, where it's like subtle. You see it, you'll hear it, and then eventually it's just gone. <laughs> we'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. Um, the feeding of the of the dinosaurs is actually very very interesting. I want to skip a little bit ahead here. We'll we'll come back to when they first go to the visitor center, okay. but. Going to when they see the raptors for the first time, there's a very purposeful parallel that I've noticed that clearly the T-Rex throughout this movie, as Dr. Grant says, is a hunter. When he, um, the Gallimidas scene, when he hunts them, of course, he waits to kill the goat. Because I think there's a part where he's like, he purposely wanted to mess with the people in the car. When the raptors just clearly want to kill and it makes them even more terrifying when you've got a T-Rex that can run like 30 miles per hour. Right. You know, I, it's um, it's great. Um, so going back though, I love Malcolm's pun when they're going up the visitor center and he's uh, and then Doctor Grant's like, I guess we're out of a job, and Malcolm's like, you mean extinct? <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do about it? Woo, yeah, dinosaur puns. Woo. <laughs> if you make your raptor jokes, I can I can remind no, you. Okay, okay. What do you guys think of the ride scene when we get to meet Mr. DNA? Sorry. And we find out how Jen Repeat that again. I think like Oh, did I cut out there? Yeah, for me, sorry. Sorry, uh so what are your guys' thoughts on the scene when they first go on the ride? You get to Mr. DNA, the little a cartoon, and we really start getting an explanation as to how InGen has actually made these dinosaurs realistic. This is a weird thing, but it's kind of like that fear factor of like a childhood because a lot of like, like the like you described the visitor center, um, that ride, those cartoons, like the old fashioned like Disney type ones. Mm-hmm. Um, it's they're so similar to what you kind of experience as a kid when you go to, when I went to like Disney World or like Universal Studios or even Wonderland and it's like it like puts you in that scene where it's like wow this is pretty terrifying that you know things could actually go wrong at these places oh yeah 
Uh, one key thing to remember is, so to complete the code, Jurassic Park, my notes there, use the DNA of frog to complete the code, which what could possibly go wrong there? Uh, maybe you don't want to use the DNA of a certain frog that can change its gender. Another example of negligence, by the way. But this is a scene that is also kind of terrifying, is when they go and meet Dr. Wu and they see a hatching dinosaur. Yeah, that messed and it's up. A, and it's a baby velociraptor. That messed me up. That was like, have you ever seen the movie Alien? Yeah. Like, you know, oh, the scene yeah. that just pops out of the stomach? It just, oh. scared the crap out of me. <laughs> There's so many terrifying moments in this movie. I don't know how you don't walk out. Like, especially if you're, like, younger. Like, the, the yeah. kids in the movie. Like, man, like, I'd be absolutely traumatized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a miracle that Tim and Lex aren't, like, PTSD'd after... Just after the T-Rex attack alone. But, um... This scene's actually... I, start, I, I hate to do this again, but in the book, um, Grant's kind of obsessed with Velociraptors, and it's actually a very, very uncomfortable scene, because it's, it's really when... And this entire part of the movie is... You start getting into the ethics about how Dr. Wu talks about how they deny the chromosome to make them males. And it's it's really here that the movie starts asking you the question about the morality of what Hammond and Ingen are really doing here. And in in the book, Grant is like squeezing this baby raptor because he, he's fascinated by it. It's, it's really, really disturbing here. And, of course, this is when we end up meeting the raptors. We get to see Dr. M I'm sorry, not Dr. Muldoon. We get to see um, Mr. Muldoon again. He's fantastic. Grant's, of course, obsessed. But, ladies and gentlemen, before we go on to the tour, I want to ask you, how do you feel about Jurassic Park and them always using kids and putting them in danger? Um, I think I, I explained that, like, described that earlier where – when you're watching this as a kid, it kind of puts you in the movie in a different sense where it's like, you know, these things could happen <laughs> or uh, not these things could happen, but it's like that like sense of danger is kind of heightened. And then me looking back now watching this probably what, like 15 years later, um, it's like you, you just remember that it's more vivid that childhood fear. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So what, what I mean, sorry to interrupt you. What I mean is, putting kids in danger. I mean, Tim and Lex are now here. Uh -huh. One of these damn movies, whether it's Owen and not Owen, but like the stupid kids from the new one, uh, the cloned girl from Fallen Kingdom, uh, Malcolm's kid from Lost World, the kid who's stuck on the damn island, Jurassic Park. Do you like that kind of stuff? It was a okay. Really, I think it's it was a really joke on my part to say hey some kids are here how dumb is this uh, okay um i think it's too i would no i was just gonna say i think it's kind yeah. of like a way especially for the move for the audience i guess easily relatable for the kids say like oh man they're in danger i don't want to be like them i don't want to be <laughs> trapped with a bunch of dinosaurs i think it's like a narrative theme in a way, because it adds a lot more tension. Like, it's bad, bad to say, but, like, it adds more baggage to the main character yes. when they're navigating. Mm -hmm. It's like, I can't put these kids in danger. Yeah. And, and now, yet of course, they did. Mm -hmm. 
This is the introduction to Tim and Lex, of course. They're John Hammond's uh, grandchildren who, of course, we heard his daughter was going through divorce. So this is clearly um, to get them out of it. Again, a point that Jurassic World ripped off the, those young lads. But this is where the tour starts, ladies and gentlemen. And the tour starts. Oh, sorry. No, I missed over the lunch scene. Sorry. This is after the Raptors. This is where we really get to see um, Dr. Malcolm's character and his idea of chaos theory, which, Daniel, can you in layman's terms tell me what chaos theory is and how this idea of trying to keep these dinosaurs is going to fail? I really don't. You should probably describe it. <laughs> the reason I did that is because I, I don't really okay. understand chaos. It's like things going wrong for the sake of it. Okay. Give me 30 seconds. I'll find it. Find a definition. Anyway, uh, though. Just keep talking as I find it. Yeah, so this is really, I would say, the scene of... The lunch scene is the core of the movie. And the idea of playing God in that is, is very much there. And there's the scene where... Sorry, not the scene. The line where, the, where Donald Giorno says that we're going to... You know, we can charge anything we want for this. And John, this is the good part of Hammond's character. He talks about how, you know, this is going to be for everyone, Donald. Not just for the rich, right? Which, by the way, uh, Hammond's a total, total selfish Mr. Moneybag in the book. It's very, it's very, very weird here. Um, and it's really the morality of Jurassic Park is very much asked here. And, of course, it's capped off by Malcolm saying that, like, you're playing God here. But, and this is probably the most famous line of the movie. Life uh, 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 finds a way, as he would say it. So, and by the way, why are none of you eating your gourmet lunch? What are you doing? Like, how <laughs> much is the Chilean sea bass? Are you kidding me? That's like not that's, eating scallops from Gordon Ramsay. That's like a very common thing um, people always talk about in like shows or movies where like there's a huge like, meal in front of them. They eat like one thing and then they're like, all right, I'm off. It's so sad. Like, I know they have to, they've talked about this on Office Ladies, um, like how they would have to eat cake after every yeah. scene, but they dedicated it to it. But like, for the love of God, just eat the chili and sea bass. You're about to go on for Okay, I have a somewhat of a definition here. I don't know if this mm -hmm. is beginners. It's just the best one I could find that made sense. So yeah. it's obviously a part of mathematics. It looks at certain systems that are very sensitive. A very small change may make this system behave completely differently. Uh, very small changes in the starting position of a chaotic system make a big difference after a while. This is why even large computers cannot tell the weather for more than a few days even a uh, few days in the future. Even if the weather was perfectly me measured, a small change or error will make the prediction completely wrong. I hope that makes sense. It does. It okay. does. Also, um, it's funny you say the weather because in the book, Malcolm explains it very much with how it's impossible to um, to accurately predict the weather, right? Well, I like the way he described it in the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, with, okay, I'm going to put a drop of water on your hand. You tell me which way it's going to go. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to go the same way every single time. It's kind of like a branch. It's like it includes a little bit of probability and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That was probably the scene where I think Dr. Sadler really thought of dumping Dr. Grant. Yes. By the way. <laughs> At that point, I didn't know if they were together or not. So. Yeah. 
when he's like playing with Dr. Sattler's hair. Like, yeah, I'm like, sorry, you're looking at dinosaurs or what's going yeah. on over there, Dr. Grant? Are you together or just staring at dinosaurs? What's going on? So, anyway, we get to see here is Tim, very much a dinosaur. He's read Dr. Grant's books. He's following him around. He's It's so cute, but Dr. Grant wants nothing about it. He wants absolutely nothing to do with this, this kid who just loves him. Yeah. It's so sad. Also, uh, shout out to the part where Lex then goes to him and, and he, he's like, yeah, Ellie told me that I should ride with you because it would be good for you. Because Ellie clearly wants kids. Mm-hmm. She's to be like, I want to see a little Dr. Grant. It's adorable. Absolutely adorable. Um, before the tour goes, we get to meet Dr. Arnold. Samuel L. Jackson is here, ladies and gentlemen. Samuel Hold on to your butt. Mm-hmm. Like yep. Oh, he's great. He's... I, I, I don't think he's... In the past few years, he's become... Whenever I see it's snowing outside, Jesus. Yeah. Um, it seems like he's just been like, I'm going to yell and I'm going to say. Oh, yeah. But if, back in the. It, it, I guarantee you, if hmm? you ask someone like younger than us, if you ask them who Samuel L. Jackson is, they will tell you his character from Marvel. Nick or Mace Windu. No, Nick you don't think Mace Windu? It. No, they don't tell you Mace Windu. About uh, Jules? From Pulp Fiction, it's, it's no, uh, younger than no, no. I'm talking about like yeah. younger. Oh, than younger. Me. Okay, like mm-hmm. that's true. Like if I, you tell me Samuel Jackson, okay, yeah, Nick Fury. I'll tell you Mace Windu. I'll tell you, um, Pulp Fiction. Like there's so many, he's in so many movies. Yeah, <laughs> I like that the whole Lucas Arts uh, Samuel Jackson connection was like years before Phantom Menace as well. Here, mm-hmm. yeah, he freaking. God, that guy. How much? How much do you think? How much is he worth? I wonder. And is, is he? The, and He's like, priceless to us. Yes, I like that. <laughs> the man who single-handedly made purple lightsabers with him. <laughs> Honestly, I forgot Fury was a thing. I won't lie to you. Like when I think when I think um, Samuel L. Jackson, I think Pulp Fiction, and I think Mace Windu. I won't lie to you, mm-hmm. uh, because you know, I'm a Star Wars guy. Hey, we also get to see a bit of Nedry around here, and I you can tell that he's. Yeah, go ahead. So this is from wealthygorilla.com. Um, this is update. It says up last updated twenty twenty. Uh, two hundred and fifty million dollars. Wow. You could buy a dinosaur for that. Yeah. Probably. If you wanted. Probably. Would you buy a dinosaur no. if you could? No. What if it was just like a triceratops? It's like, like a nice buying boy. a tiger. Goddamn no. Carol Baskins, goddamn it! No. Is that a teaser? We're gonna talk about Tiger King eventually. Probably. Why not Dan- I'm Dan- not choosing that. Yeah, no. Daniel, Daniel wants us to be different, but I won't I lie to you. Well, Alex hasn't watched it yet because he's being responsible, Mesquite. Um, hey, shall we continue with the Dino Talk? Yes. Okay. So we start the tour, and there are no dinosaurs. Um, they stop by the Dilophosaurus pen. This is a dinosaur we see a little later, but we don't get to see uh, the Dilophosaurus yet, so it's a bit underwhelming. Then they go to the T-Rexes. Or sorry, the T-Rex paddock. There's only one in the movie. There's two in the books, fun fact. Um, and again, they put the goat out. There's the thing of clearly this T-Rex isn't just going to – he wants to hunt, right? 
And then there's the really, really funny cut to Ian Malcolm. He's looking into the camera, back to the control room. He's saying, hey, Haven, going to have any uh, any dinosaurs in your dinosaur tour here, bud? <laughs> I love it. I love it, love it, love it. Um, and then, of course, we have the Triceratops scene. And I want to ask you guys first off, how good does that Triceratops look? Looks great. Well, I get like I I brought up earlier, man. Like that's what I think really makes this movie, um, now, so good for people now. Because like I know people who don't like watching old movies. Because let's be honest, I, I a lot of acting was extremely cheesy, and and the effects really aren't the greatest. But what this movie really does have is really good effects. Mm-hmm. Is that, I think another, that's... Pardon? Another animatronic, by the way. Yeah. That's what I think really pushes this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, they kind of did things really well that, even for its time, like, it was, I think, two things. It's innovative then, and then now it just kind of, like, it's like a timeless, timeless movie. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of like Jaws' is Jurassic Park, where it's a movie that kind of changed cinema forever. Um, and again, Jaws is another movie where that shark, especially the scene when they're attacking the boat, um, it's an animatronic as well, and it was notoriously difficult to work with. Um, we should talk about Jaws eventually, by the way. Really, really good. Okay. It, maybe if there's, a, if there's a sick dinosaur, maybe you shouldn't lay on its stomach, by the way. Or if, uh, if, if it's your favorite dinosaur going up, Dr. Grant, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Yeah, maybe don't put your hand in its crap. I don't know. Just... Oh, man. Yes. Oh. It, it looks like, I don't know why, but this Triceratops is sick. So Ellie Sattler says we need to look at its poop. And this is when the 1920 Detroit Red Wings make a cameo <laughs> as a pile of Oh, man. Number three. I've, been, I've, been, I've had that one written down for a couple days now. But okay, okay. Good laugh out of that. But yeah, um, and also there is a review, and the guy made a joke. It was James A. Janice from the channel called Dead Meat. And when he brings up the scene, he's like, and this is the look of the Jurassic Park franchise after this movie, and it's it's uh, Malcolm saying, that's one big pile of crap. So, <laughs> it really is true. By the way, it's another thing of ne- negligence. How dumb can you be to put a poisonous plant in a park where half your dinosaurs eat plants. No, yeah, I didn't, they're not I didn't, I didn't get that. No, they're not going to eat it, right? Just to make it look nice? Yeah. We we know they're poisonous, but they don't eat them. Next to an eaten thing of the plant. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, you're hardening. What a dick. It's a lot more... Uh, it's, it's very confusing in the book. It's a different dinosaur. It's like they eat rocks or something, but they're, they're not very clear in the movie uh, about it. But... Uh, there's a storm of brewing, and this is another thing that's been coming out throughout the movie, is there is a like a tropical storm on its way to the park. Right in Costa Rica, you know, West Indies, all this kind of stuff is going to go completely terrible. No, it's not. That's the other side of the... No, no, that's not the West Indies. That's in the... That's like east of Miami. Costa Rica's out west, isn't it? I don't yeah. know geography to help here. I, Costa Rica's out west, isn't it? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> 
rest of our journalism is told on. Okay, where the hell is Costa Rica? Yeah, it's in the Mediterranean. Uh, it's in the Caribbean. It's not in the Caribbean. It is in the West. Okay, so okay, I was right then. It was in the West Indies. All right. So what was the fun. issue? Did Were you right? No, because I, I hate Costa Rica because its capital is whoa, San Jose. Whoa. Wow. No, no, sorry, let me... Costa Rica. I hate the geography of Costa Rica because its capital is San Jose. Probably so I always get it mixed up. Yeah, so I always get it mixed up. Costa Rica was there first. Yeah, before San Jose, California. So I always get it mixed up, and I'm like, oh, so it must be off the west from San Jose, California. But then I'm like, wait a minute, there's like no islands out west. But, um... I'm so embarrassed. Can we cut that? Nope. No, we're not gonna. That's gonna be the preview. Yeah, absolutely, it's not gonna be the preview. God damn it. Maybe it will. Anyway, though, um, I say for the next part, we just kind of bang out what happens to Dennis Nedry, just so we can get him out of the way because he's terrible, and causes the deaths of half our half our cast. Oh, Newman, such Newman. a Newman moment. I'm, I'm gonna go to the vending machines because you know I want to get something salty. You guys may want something sweet. And it's like, like you. <laughs> He's such a he's such a good actor. Is in Dennis Nedry the character is such a bad actor. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. How <laughs> no one like something's all? Oh, what do you all the line? And this guy's complaining about not getting paid. What could go wrong? I just like the part where um, they're talking like, and I like Doctor and John Hammond's like, oh, I guess he's not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Check the vending machines. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, so Nedry shuts down a bunch of systems. Luckily, for now, the Raptor fences are still okay, but all of the exterior fences, the phones, all this stuff starts going down. And this is when he hatches his plan to go steal the embryos. Fun fact, um, Tyrannosaurus on that embryo thing is actually spelt wrong. Oh. Fact. Wow. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. Did you find that yourself? <laughs> No, that was in uh, another review. Uh, you know CinemaSense? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they, they pointed it out. Oh. But, uh, yeah. So I'll continue. Well, in the book, Tim is actually older than Lex. Fun fact. And Lex is oh. really annoying. She's so annoying in the book. Because she's, she's seven, so. Um, oh, of course. Anyways, Nedry ends up escaping because he's got to go catch this boat to deliver the embryos. But he ends up going off the road, of course. He almost gets turned around and all this. But anyway... He goes to get his car out of the ditch, and a Dilophosaurus is there waiting for him. Of course, this is the dinosaur we didn't get to see earlier, and uh, Nedry tries to play fetch with it. What could go wrong? Everything. That's Every, what, yeah. that's Literally like everything the, in that scene. That's the definition of this movie. What could go wrong? <laughs> everything. Every, Absolutely every, anything and everything. Mm-hmm. What an idiot. Well, just, what a, and of course, Nedry gets killed, and boy, does he deserve it. No. <laughs> he died. Like, he's so... Kind uh, of. There was a legal... There was, like, a lawyer who broke down this movie, and he says, yeah, obviously Nedry would be responsible, but also, technically, his family could sue Jurassic Park for negligence. Uh, even though it's his fault. It's like, you ever seen, there was a story of like, someone was going to rob someone's house, but he slipped on the ice outside yeah, of it, yeah. and he could sue them? Yeah, yeah. The law is so... Interesting. So great. Not interesting. It's a joke, but it's anyway, don't mind, don't mind me. 
Uh, but then we get to, of course, at this time, the main group and the land cruisers of Sattler, um, Gennarino, sorry, not Ellie Sattler stays with the Triceratops and the vet Dr. Harding. The rest of the crew are in the land cruisers, and they end up going out of power because of what Nedry does, and they are stuck right outside the T-Rex paddock. Oh, and, awesome. guys, the goat's gone. And let me... Let me just let me try and do something. So for those of you who are only listening and not watching on YouTube, I've got a thing of deodorant. Sorry, no, cologne here. And of course there's the infamous scene. This was created that's even they did the effect of the cup water shaking. They had like a string underneath and they would pluck it. And of course there's the shake. Shake. The T Rex is here, ladies and gentlemen. And as a kid, this was my favorite scene of the movie. That was great, you know. I really like that one. It's like the iconic one you always remember. Mm-hmm. That the T Rex roar is terrifying. But it's not as good as the sound as the song. I'm not gonna sing it again, but I was like, I'm singing it. It's so freaking good. No, it's not. <laughs> Just <Okay>. I'm singing. <laughs> Don't Anyway, no, let's no, let's let's keep talking about the T Rex attacking everything. I love this, um, okay. especially he. So Donald Gierno, the lawyer, this movie hates lawyers, runs away, leaves the kids to die. He runs to the bathroom. Malcolm, of course, Malcolm and Grant try and save the kids after the T Rex attacks their car. By the way, that was also that scene of them the windshield being pushed down is also done with an animatronic. So uh, the fear in those kids is because a robot. T-Rex is crushing them. Hilarious. Um, not hilarious, sorry, but it's, uh, it's it's pretty interesting when you look at it. Um, of course, Gerno, the lawyer who left these kids to die, gets eaten by the T-Rex. Malcolm gets bodied by one, gets got. I thought he died, and I was so yeah. pissed off. Yeah? Well, you know, but, yeah. No, I, I was know. pissed off. I'm like, what is this? It's like the best character, and he's dead. Get out of here. What? I think that I don't know, man. That um, I don't know. That sick Triceratops is pretty awesome. So deep breathing in that. There's a baby one in the book. He's adorable. Really, really cute. Uh, in this whole, Doctor Grant and the kids get separated from um, from Malcolm, who just got bodied. Jerno's dead, so they've got to escape, and they escape down a hill. Sorry, a cliff that was not there, the scene before, by the way. If you pay attention, that cliff comes out of nowhere. Because that's where the T-Rex comes from. So how the hell is there a giant cliff? I thought uh, I read that too in a review. It's like, where did that cliff come from? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, one of the few plot holes in this movie, though. Uh, and that's really... The- I thought they was just the opposite side. And they switched the camera angle. It's a really tall T-Rex. Really tall, the size of a building is how he's, he's described. That's not how. Okay. She, she is. Sorry, she. It's a fun fact. This T. This T. Rex is the same one in the new movies. By the way, you can tell because it has the scars from when he fights. She fights the Raptors at the end of the movie. Same T. Rex. Same damn T. Rex. Uh, really, really, really fun stuff. You gotta love it. And that's really what I would say is. Muldoon and Ellie end up going, and that's when they rescue Malcolm and run away from the T-Rex as well. Why Grant, uh, Tim, and Lex are hiding in a tree and playing with um, Brachiosauruses. But that's really what I would say is the end of Act 1 of the movie. Um, There was the whole prologue when they arrived, but Act 2, 
starts off with um, dinosaurs sneezing all over Grant and the kids. And um, it's actually, it's, it's another really heartwarming scene when Grant calls the dinosaurs over and it's like, we're bonding! One just tried to kill us, but these ones are our friends! Well, Woo. it seems like his whole mentality just shifts, right? Like, kind of like, okay, I don't want, I hate these kids. To, um, <laughs> to like, what they were kind of, like, what you said was portrayed in the book. Mm-hmm. Oh, he loves Tim right away in the book. It's so... Yeah, it's like... It just seems like... Yeah, that was accurate shift. in the movie, too. You could see that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I believe that's the part where he throws the raptor claw away, too, that he... He's like, he, like, drops, yeah. He's like, whatever, I'm not going to need this later, whatever. Raptors are, raptors are fine. Uh, in the meanwhile, back to the control room. Everything has gone to crap because Dennis Nedry has disappeared. Arnold can't get it on. So what those guys need to do is they restart power, but that causes the raptor cage... And it's it's uh, it's electric fences to go down. We find out a little later that the Raptors have escaped. Now the reset didn't do everything. They need to reset the router, not the router, the um, the circuit board and all that. So Doctor Arnold's gonna go do that. We're gonna check on him a little later. I think he's gonna be fine though, don't you guys? It's Samuel L. Jackson. We're not gonna kill him off right away, right? <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. Guys, <sighs> what's what's wrong? The Dr. Grant and the kids come across a breeding site. Dinosaur eggs, guys. Malcolm was right. Life found a way. What Crazy. a surprise. Something went wrong again. You talk about negligence. This is also... Dr. Grant talks about apparently how West African frogs, there's a certain species that can change their gender. To help, Paul. that's really cool, by the way. And what are the chances they're using the DNA from that specific one? It it, it showed how dumb they were that they didn't do their. Oh. They didn't verify their source. They. Oh, 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 oh. look at this guy. You know what? Why don't we? Why don't we do this now before it's, we keep going? Wait, here? I have another. It's like taking a bust in the top five. You obviously didn't do your research. <laughs> it's like picking Neil Yakupov at num- at first overall. Someone didn't do their research. That, that, okay. Well, hey, he was gonna go one or two anyway. That's but been unfair. Didn't deserve it. But Alex Kolchanyak. Man, that top of that draft, it really that was Morgan Riley too, right? Yeah, because he was fifth. Yeah. Yeah, it really should have been Morgan Riley first, shouldn't it? I shouldn't guess so. But hey, you guys aren't going to complain because uh, the nope, league's gone. Absolutely not. Or Anders Vasilevsky is 19th. Yeah, but he's a goalie. You can't. Goalies go first overall. Oh, yeah, hi, oh. Mark Andre Fleury. Rick Pietro, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That guy's still getting paid. I know. Doesn't he get paid for till like twenty, like another six, seven years? He's on the books there. Yeah, there's actually a joke. Um, you know, Stably Cap. No. no. Okay, I'll send you guys. It's pretty okay. funny. Where they do like these really funny drawings based on like the NHL, and they um because I think Ricky Pietro. I don't know if he is still, but he was a he became a broadcaster for uh, like the New York Islanders team, and people are like that's how he's paying back the Islanders by working <laughs> for them for their news network. <laughs> 
there's a bad goal against. Well, I mean, it could have been worse. I could have been in net, guys. <laughs> Man, I want that agent. I want that agent. Um, there's no way to transition back into dinosaurs here. Uh, Dr. Arnold's dead, guys. I'm sorry. The one black guy in the movie was killed. No, you don't kill. You don't kill Samuel Jackson. If you, I, hey, no. If you Cold when he died. If you what? In in Kong Skull Island, he was killed. Yeah, but or in uh, Deep Blue Sea. No, no, yeah! Oh my God, that's oh man, that's the only scene anyone ever remembers from that movie, and it's that movie. Terrifying. That part terrified me as a kid. That was like that haunted me like from going swimming for a while in like lakes Alex Alex have you ever seen Deep Blue Sea no oh it's a stupid shark movie it's not good it's nothing special there's a bunch of no name actors and Samuel L. Jackson and he just shows up and he gives this big heroic speech like right as like the movie's about to get intense and he's standing in front of this pool that leads to the ocean and you don't expect it this is the only good part of this entire movie the only memorable part He's giving this big heroic speech like, we're going to do that, and a shark just jumps up. The CGI is terrible. And just brings him down and kills him. On a like that. On a scale of Sharknado to Jaws, how good is this movie? It's, it's Sharknado 4. <laughs> it is, uh, it is bad. It's hilarious. They killed, they killed him. They had no that that movie's a bunch of nobodies too. Oh, Daniel, you have just brought back a precious memory. <laughs> Deep blue sea, Jesus Christ! Oh man, oh where where even were we? I, uh, I they killed Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, so Ellie's got to go do some stuff. She's got to now go do the breaker, and that Mr. Muldoon comes with her. This famous game hunter. And Muldoon gets just... Uh, the raptors don't even have to try and kill him. He's just dead right away. The clever girl stuff. Ellie gets it done. She finds Dr. Arnold's arm. Uh, but the real suspense of this part comes when at the same time, Dr. Grant, Tim, and Lex have come to an electric fence, right? And they have to cross it because a T-Rex is freaking coming. Uh, if you actually notice, um, there's a shot when they're climbing it and you can see the edge of the fence... And nothing's there, so they can walk around. But little old there. <laughs> I didn't but even notice that. It's it's brutal. But there's I go a, back and see these parts. <laughs> it's like I have to watch this movie again. Ah, okay. you With should. Adam's notes. Like we need commentary the next yes. time we watch this movie. Man, I can quote the movie like nonstop. Well, in the book, let me make something straight here. Uh, anyway, um, God, where even another scene where Doctor Grant's a complete dick to kids and pretends he gets shocked. Oh, that far was funny. Yeah, I thought that was funny. When I was a kid, terrified me. Now I'm just like, man, you are terrible. But yeah, like you said, it's funny, but he's a terrible person. He, he... and then like Jeff Goldblum. That's why. <laughs> he, he loves Dr. Malcolm too much. He, he's getting electrocuted by half-naked Dr. Ian Malcolm's getting treated to by Dr. Sattler. Yeah. While he's on morphine. Like, Malcolm's slowly dying, but he's having a great life right now, if you think about Everyone's it. Everyone's still trying to figure out if they're together or not. No one has any idea. Yeah. Unless you read the book. Biggest mystery know. of the movie. That's by far the yeah. biggest mystery of the movie. <laughs> not no why the, what made that dinosaur sick you know ha, you no. know Ned 
Oh, no, it's it's our Dr. Green and Dr. Sadler. It's really weird because Sam Neill and Laura Dern's age difference is, um, it's pretty, it's bad. Especially, in the, like, Laura Dern's really, really young in this movie, too. I think she's, like, early 20s, too. It's like, Natalie uh, Portman was, like, 18 when she did Phantom Menace, too. Oh, yeah. Yes, here, yes, uh, yeah. yes. Nearly ruined her career, too. Fun fact, Kira Knightley's career started off because she looks... Just like Natalie Portman, some they don't, but like they're like there's no because Kira Knightley plays um Queen Amidala, like the the bodyguard woman, yeah. and because of like the similarity, she looked like Portman. That's how Kira Knightley's career started. By Kira Knightley, whenever she's on a TV screen, I can't I can't look away. She's so pr- she's so pretty, she's so pretty. What else has she been in? Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. I said that. Pride and Prejudice. There is like an old school English style film. Arthur. It's like an adaptation. It was pretty good. I like that one. Was it? She's in a lot of. She's she's like. It's weird. Like it's the a block lot of book. British stuff. It is. Yeah. Like Pride and Prejudice is the biggest one. Yeah. Yeah. She's a. If there's like an old timey like, fancy woman, it's Kira Knightley, and she pull even those funny hats that the British have. Um. She she does she does it. She's perfect. I love her. I love Kira Knightley so much. Guys, you're not helping me stay on task with this show here. We talked about the Gallimias and the T-Rex eating them a little later. So Ellie manages to somehow like lock a raptor in a closet, and they don't think they know how to open it. But anyway, the um, other group... Question. Yeah. When she runs out, mm-hmm. I don't think she closed the gate properly. I think the raptor could climb out anyway. Like, remember I how? Know, yeah, know. it's still. T- but you remember they jump out their padded. But you know, she well, she was. She did just find a uh, an arm. No, I friend. know, but she ran out. She closed the closed the gate on the outside. On, yeah, like, yeah it wasn't closed. Like- and then she sat there for a couple of seconds, and then it's changed screens. <laughs> I'm just well, she's, that she, yeah. I'm just pointing. Well, she's yeah. That's fine. She's alive. She's fine. Yeah. Lord Her, Dern. her relationship status is still unknown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Doctor Grant and the others finally get back to the visitor center where uh, he leaves leaves the kids to go eat a bunch of Jello or something. Really? Reunite. Are you kidding? What? You here? There's a bunch of dangerous dinosaurs roaming this place. And you're going to leave two kids by themselves. Yeah, but Dr. Grant doesn't know that the visitor center is compromised. I would just assume everything's compromised if the power is down. <laughs> Why yeah, do you leave but... two kids by themselves? Even the high-quality ice cream by that point was compromised. I'm pretty he sure. has to go... Ma- oh, we forgot about the freaking ice cream scene. Well, because he has to go make sure Jeff Goldblum hasn't stolen his girlfriend. You're going to leave your lady alone with Jeff Goldblum for more than a day? No, you're not. This could have been the episode on its own. We've been talking what? about that for so long. <laughs> Sex appeal? About Jeff Goldblum. Like, the transition to the scene where they talk about it, I think it's from, like, Grant and the kids looking at dinosaurs, and they cut to the control room, and the first thing you see is Malcolm Topless. Yeah, you don't know if they're together. <laughs> they knew what they were doing. It's the biggest mystery of the movie. Okay, okay. moving on. What? I'm, I'm not wrong. Yeah. All right, so we talked about the jello scene. 
Yeah. Um, this has been such a bad episode. <laughs> what? It's this funny. Is... I like it. I haven't made a Raptors joke since like 10 minutes in, okay? All right. Dude, um, try and be nice. So while Dr. Grant goes to find the others, he reunites with Dr. Sadler. The kids, and this is also another pretty, like, the tension uh, um, when the Raptors are chasing the kids is also pretty damn cool. And it's terrifying. Yes. Raptors, these kids are somehow outsmarting them. But still, it's it's pretty freaking good. Yeah. I, that yeah. was probably one of the, the better scenes in the movie. Because, like, they're so close to, like, just getting slaughtered by these <laughs> by these raptors. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my... <laughs> the tension is just... A... <laughs> David, <laughs> I looked at... I thought Daniel was going to make a joke. <laughs> I was like, like slaughtered by the raptor, like, just like Golden State. I was going to... I thought you were going to say the tension was like when Kawhi took the song. <laughs> <laughs> Like, the, there's, the tension really builds up. Like, you feel it. Like, I was sitting there watching. I'm like, oh, my God. These kids are going to get murdered. There's a, it's about to be eaten. It's about to be gutted like <laughs> Dr. Grant threatened the kid at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. My dear God. Well, anyway, they managed to get away from the Raptors into the control room. Uh, 12-year-old Lex somehow knows how to hack in and restart everything, which is a bit. But anyway, they get help. But they have to still escape the raptors. They try going in the ceiling. The raptors chase them. They hide on top of the T-Rex um, skeleton. And look, looks like they're about to die. Nope. But the T-Rex sick of goats. He's sick of humans. He's hunted down the Gallimimus. He wants his real prey. The T-Rex is here to fight some damn raptors. The king of the world. The king of the... Je- Forget a lion. The T-Rex is here, ladies and gentlemen. Rex Roar. Ooh. That sounded like a walrus and it did a Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> or manatee. Or man- Does that, is that what a man? Know what a manatee sounds like? Uh, it's more like soothing. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Lord. Where the- there. Pardon? The movie. Anyway, the T Rex lets them get away. Uh, Dr. Grant feels like it's time to make a joke of saying, I don't approve your perk, Dr. Hammond. And they get away. And no one is ever going to make a mistake of making a dinosaur park ever again. Except... Or mess with dinosaurs until the next movie. <laughs> yeah. How many... How, like, did you not learn your lesson the first time? Because how many Jurassic Park slash Jurassic World movies are there? So, here's the first one. Then there's Lost World, which is when Malcolm goes back to the island because he's asked to, like, survey it. But then, like, these other greedy people are trying to steal them from a private zoo, the dinosaurs, I mean. Then the third one, they also go back to the And in the second movie, they go to the second island, which is not... Which, again, is just because they wanted the guy to write another book. That's, like, where they grew the dinosaurs, even though you see them being hatched in this movie. Um... Yeah, and then the third movie, they go back to the second site to rescue someone's kid, but they lie to Dr. Grant about it. It's don't watch Jurassic Park 3. Then Jurassic World is the new theme park that's working, but then they genetically put together a raptor and a T-Rex. And then 
Fallen Kingdom is the same thing as New World, as Lost World, because they're going rescuing dinosaurs to privately sell them. Things go wrong, and okay. okay. So you're we got the gist of it. Uh, they sent a mathematician, right, Doctor Mitchell, like Jeff Goldblum's a mathematician to survey <laughs> the land. So. Hammond, so InGen kind of like starts distancing themselves away from Hammond, and they're going like do all of this, whatever, and so Malcolm sent, sorry, um, Hammond sends a separate team in to kind of just to research, even though if you've heard of like, the, Malcolm makes a joke of there's the researcher effect, which everything's gonna go wrong. Malcolm doesn't want to go to the island, but Hammond sends his wife without Malcolm knowing, so he's gotta go, and oh. then that's what that makes a lot okay, of sense. Okay. But I still don't understand why he would send a mathematician. It's a plot hole. Because he's like, he thinks like, hey, hey you were right the first movie, I'm going to send you and all that. Oh, I, you were right know. the first Maybe. movie. <laughs> you were right the first movie. Let's try this again. <laughs> well, no, because he, Hammond doesn't try it again. It's more like he's trying to save the animals for the next movie. And it's just, it doesn't make sense. You know and then who, apparently... Sorry. Go ahead. No, you know who did a poor job? The news, not who? telling people that this this stuff happened. Because if I read this on the news, I'd be like, hmm, maybe I won't try to open up another, like, put the, let's not put a dinosaur in a zoo. That doesn't seem like it works. Would you, if there was a Jurassic Park, would you guys no. go to a film no. to the public? No, I Daniel? no unless Jeff Goldblum is with me, yes. so I know that yeah. I'm gonna be okay. Yeah. Do you, do you want him to play with your hair and run water down? No. It's <laughs> getting weird. I just <laughs> want him to tell me about chaos theory. That's it. I just, just nodded that way. Laugh. <laughs> Jeff, man, I, I think I would Jeff. I would go and see a dinosaur, without a doubt. Until everything Why goes not? wrong. Yeah, but then yeah, and then you find Daniel and Jeff Goldblum, and you're fine. Yeah. All right, I guess we'd always go to Jurassic Park, though. I'm not, yeah. I'm not going Outside Scotiabank. <laughs> he didn't do it. He didn't do it. He didn't do it. That wasn't me. That wasn't me. That was all Daniel. That was all Daniel. That's it. You got me. That was pretty good. I won't lie. You okay, got me. Okay. You got me. Bro. We could always... Any, any more questions that Mr. Dinosaur Book Nerd can answer before we go? Because I'm very okay with talking about this movie more. I'm satisfied. Was How there a you? lot? I don't know, maybe, maybe I. I don't think I got an answer. Was there a lot more detail in the book than there was in the movie? Like, not, yeah, was, um, not necessarily in the way that there's plot holes in the movie, but like, is there just more general detail in the book? Yeah, the the prologue goes into the whole bioengineering stuff. There's a lot more detail with, you know, the s safety of the dinosaurs, how they're engineering them, how you can, like, kill them at any point. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot. And the book also goes a lot further into explaining why the park will never work. Oh, I thought yeah. that was quite clear in the movie. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a lot more. In the, yeah. yeah. There's, um... Yeah. Also, uh, a lot more dinosaurs in the book. It's really cool. That's cool. Yeah. If you like yeah. dinosaurs. <clears throat> Do you like dinosaurs, Daniel? Yes. What's your favorite dinosaur? Um, dragon. 
What? <laughs> what did you say? I don't know. Dragon? I said a dragon. A dragon. <laughs> you know what my favorite dinosaur is? Is it Kawhi Leonard? Oh, no, I was going to pick a different player. but that's okay. Chris Bosh? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Chris Bosh. Alright, um, that's it. Tune in, um, tune in Sunday when we talk about the 2008 NHL entry draft and why Eric Carlson should be first overall or second. So. Uh, second, after Luke Shen. How can you forget about Luke Shen? Yeah. Of course. Um, yeah, make sure you click the links in the description below to check out our social media. I'm going to be posting a lot more on the account page. Okay, I guess I should clear this up because Adam was not happy with me yesterday. He told me he voted no confidence on me running the social media page. Um, apparently, <laughs> on my on my account, I had put two on one podcast favorite prospects when what I was trying to do was promote the account. So I put it in the wrong place. It's Made my it- favorite prospect, just to be clear. <laughs> Yeah. Barrel Askarov? No, Jamie Drysdale. Okay. Oh, so speaking of that, I just want this is hilarious. Before we go. So I put it up I put something up on my uh on my Instagram story that said uh, favorite prospect in twenty twenty draft. I put Jamie Drysdale and then I put like a question thing that you can put at the bottom. Uh Daniel did Daniel no, Daniel spotted on the on the inst- the other one, my dad put a. <laughs> my dad responded <laughs> with Daryl Sittler. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I didn't ah. put it up yet. I didn't know what to do. Um, Alex. Yeah. So obviously, next episode of Bizarre Adventures next Wednesday. Um, we're gonna be talking about. What's it like? Top shows, top movies to do in quarantine, right? Yeah, I have. I'm not a hundred percent on all the lists yet. I'll get that done for. Get that sent to you uh, when we record Sunday. Cool. Just cool. because uh, I was gonna say like put Jurassic Park, but I feel like we've talked about it enough for. You gotta watch it again, Adam. <laughs> He's definitely gonna watch it again. I had yeah. a joy watching it again last night because like I didn't need to watch it to do the outline of it because I knew what happened but I, I thought like why wouldn't like the dear doc my when the um Dr. Grant my dear Dr. Sattler welcome to Jurassic Park I rewinded and watched it about seven times because it's so good do you not, I'm just curious do you have like no more school assignments is that all over I've been done since a few days ago oh my god do you not have wow. exams congrats Adam I uh, I technically do, but it's a twelve hour. It started at uh, nine o'clock, yeah, and yeah, uh, mind that, mind that. I had one yesterday that I did. Like I was gonna have it today, but I I, I do. I have a weird thing where I actually do my schoolwork at night. So I finished my exam last night, and uh, I have another one. Like I think it's like next Tuesday or something weird. It's another take home, but again, it's it's like multiple choice. So I'm ready. Like I'm not. So I really. I am so bored. I took apart my Millennium Falcon and I'm building it again. Oh. Okay. You could buy another <laughs> Lego or uh, what? I did. It's but um the problem is one of the pieces in my order is out of stock, so I have to wait for it. And also, it was shipping was two to three business days, 
Um, remember, we hit the episode where we actually got here, but because COVID-19, it's pushed back to 14 to 15 days. Ooh. I got dark. Okay. Yeah, um, I don't. I'm lonely. I mean, they're probably shipping more important things. But... Nothing's more important. If you guys could find me, like, oh, actually, wait, 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 hold on. I'll be right back. I have it, if he wants me to go find something that's not happening. I haven't left my house like other than just going for a walk uh since March 13th, I think. Mm-hmm. When I was when I was working at this place over the summer this warehouse, um one of the people there got me a little gift when I left. It's not Lego, but it's kind of like a little figure. Cool. Or Jose Theodore. <laughs> no, it's not Shade. No, it's not Jose Theodore. I was going to say also, Shade Theodore. Um, for Easter, I love getting Kinder Egg chocolate, and um, there was like it's not it wasn't Kinder Egg, but it was a chocolate like egg, yeah. and it was a, it was like a NHL one, and it came with a little cup, um, but it came with a like that was the toy, but it also came with a banner, and it was the original six teams, and I got the Bruins, and, oh, and I ripped it up. I burned, I just, I burned that quite quickly. If it's the Leafs, if it's the Leafs, it's funny, right? Because the show, but the Bruins is just, it's just terrible for all of us. Like you yes, guys have yes. the past your playoff runs. I have 2011, which is like, I, like I wasn't a fan then, obviously, but like I can't watch it because I know what's going to happen. Like Game Seven loss in overtime to the Cup champs. Okay, I think that's everything for this episode. Before we completely get off track, um, obviously, uh, check out our social media. The links in the description. Check out the YouTube page. We're probably gonna have clips and stuff there. Um, and you know what? Make sure you subscribe. And Thank you, guys. You're, while you're at it, check out Adam's YouTube page. I don't know if he's put anything up lately, but just in case. Well, we're up to 12 to subscribers on it, which I'm pretty... Which is incredible. Because, I mean, there's eight people that I don't know that have, <laughs> for some reason, have subscribed now. Okay. I don't know who... He, subscribed, like, two days ago. I was like, what? Yeah. Okay. Uh we'll see you right. see everyone on Sunday.